Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. Welcome everyone to episode 110 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Taporic, and it is officially Woj Bomb season. We were not planning on recording tonight, but uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN broke the news that the Los Angeles Clippers have traded Blake Griffin to the Detroit Pistons. So we will break that down from both sides of the equation. Before we get underway, wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter bio or our Twitter handles in our bio, so please give get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back to school styles for kids and baby. Get flip flops for two bucks, graphic tees for four bucks, shorts for six dollars, and jeans for eight dollars. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid size prices. Just two, four, six, and eight dollars. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and Old navy.com valid 729 to 811 select styles excludes in-store clearance give us a follow as well you can also find us on itunes so please subscribe download leave some five-star reviews we'd love any feedback and we're being hosted this year on FanRag sports so check them out on twitter at FanRag sports and for their nba content at frs hoops with a z joining me today as always is my very sleepy co-host morton jensen how's it going mort brian is 2 a.m <laughs> We would have recorded this an hour ago, but I literally just got off a plane from Philly to Nashville, got home. I got off the plane, and my friend Dave, who was a big Warriors fan, texted me and said, what the hell are the Clippers doing? And I thought, oh, no, they traded DeAndre Jordan. And then I checked uh, I checked the Bleacher Report app. I'm going to shamelessly plug that. And I saw, boom, they traded Blake Griffin. So... Let's yeah, just... if you would have had Twitter as an app on your phone, which we <laughs> don't, I'm pretty sure that disqualifies you from being like on NBA Twitter. You should I, have that on your phone. I do, but I needed like the quick, like I needed the immediate "what the hell just happened," and then oh, I yeah, that's cool. then yeah. I searched Twitter and saw everyone freaking out. So <laughs> let's let's just dive right in more. Let's start with the Clippers side. Uh, right. So they traded uh, Blake Griffin is the big piece. They also traded Bryce Johnson and Willie Reed to Detroit. In return, they will receive Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, 
Boban, and a first and second round draft pick. Protections on the pick include one through four in 2018, 19, and 2020, and unprotected in 2021. That's correct. The first thing I thought when I saw this trade is that we are getting really goddamn good at being NBA GMs. Because I remember dating back to this offseason, we were having the conversation, should the uh, Clippers re-sign Blake Griffin? Should they max him out? And you said they should re-sign him, but only to trade him later. Exactly. Do you think that's what happened here? Yeah. Look, here's the thing. A lot of people are putting uh, a lot of stock into the whole, oh, when they re-signed him, they had the whole jersey uh thing going like they they actually mock uh retired his jersey like you're gonna be a clipper for life whatever so i i think it was a two-parter i think they re-signed him going in with like the idea that okay if it works then all right fine we'll roll with it Mm -hmm. but i think their main prerogative was just to retain an asset a major asset like Look, they just got Tobias Harris. He's 25. Mm-hmm. Then they get Avery Bradley, who is... Yeah, you, he's had a rough season in Detroit, but he, that's the outlier. Like, he's a good player. Yep. And, okay, he's an unrestricted free agent. So if you're going to blow it up, then by all means, you know, let him walk. Uh, so Harris is young enough to go into a rebuild. Mm-hmm. So it just makes sense. And you get the first rounder, you get the second rounder. Why not? And, okay, Boban is, is like, the weird piece because <laughs> right. he's owed a little bit. But, I mean, he got a match salary, so he was a throw-in. Yeah, and he, he just replaces Willie Reed effectively as their exactly. backup center. Right. That, yeah. I, it seemed, I mean, the big – I would say the big pieces, the Boban and Bryce Johnson, Willie Reed, and even the second rounder are kind of, like, fringe mm. pieces on both sides. It's really – it boils down to Blake for Tobias – Bradley and this first round pick. Right. Do you, do you think the Clippers got enough for Blake Griffin? Considering like the injury history and his $173 million contract mm-hmm. and the fact that that contract goes into what his early thirties. I'm yep. not sure. I mean, he's 20, I'm not sure if he's 28 or 29 right now. He's 28. He's a, he's almost about to turn 29. Mm-hmm. So that contract is going to, really go into his his like 30 age 33 season mm-hmm. i think that's probably not the best point to pay him <laughs> 38 <laughs> almost 39 million dollars right that's a player option but he's gonna pick that up because he would be insane not to yeah um so when you factor that in i think it's a decent haul i know a lot of people disagree they're like oh, was that what you could get for Blake? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I get that line of thinking because Blake is Blake. I mean, at full potential, he's a superstar. Yeah. So, but but here's my thing, though. I don't think Blake has been this superstar that we kind of painted him as over the last four years. Like, he hasn't been that type of guy who's just gone, you know what, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to do this and this and that. Mm -hmm. Like, he improved as a playmaker he improved as a defender. He's improved as a shooter. That's all fine. But do you see him like as an A-plus type of guy? No, I do not. Right. I you think needs... it, it kind of speaks to the problem that I think a lot of teams are going to run into 
where now max contracts are so huge mm. that if you're you know back in 2016 when guys like Harrison Barnes got a max deal it just it was like the conventional wisdom said if you were an x caliber player if you're you know not even health Harrison Barnes isn't a top 25 player but it used to be if you're a top 20 to 25 player you got a max deal that's the end of it right now they're so big that it, it seems like they're gonna have to start becoming more exclusive again you know we saw it starting to happen last summer where Kyle Lowry thought he was gonna get a max that never happened Paul mm. Millsap seems like he might get a max that never happened I'm wondering if the same thing's going to happen with DeAndre Jordan this summer. George Hill. I mean, George yeah. Hill was he maybe not a max, but like he was disappointed in signing for 20 million a year. <laughs> right. Which you know, a couple of years ago was a max deal. Right. Like, it it so I I'm right with you in thinking the Clippers I think you're right. You know, I think ultimately your suspicions this summer were right. They had to resign mm. him so they don't lose him for nothing. But I don't think they ever intended on paying the back end of that contract. No, I don't think so either. What they did was buy themselves a first-round draft pick. Yeah. And, and Tobias Harris. Right. This was and, their free agent acquisition. Yeah. Which is, you know, I, so how do you like the fit with Tobias Harris and DeAndre Jordan? Well, is that even relevant? Because DeAndre Jordan isn't going to be on the roster for <laughs> more than, what, a week? Fair, yeah. So Woj did say Los Angeles will continue to discuss dealing Lou Williams and DeAndre Jordan. Here's the part that I don't understand about this whole thing. Yeah. I'm quoting Woj. With a plan to focus on young players and draft picks while competing for a playoff spot this season. Mm. That's not how it works. It, you choose no, one or he, the other. He, right. He, fo- he, he was a little bit weird. He followed you know, the first one up with that. You just The thing you just quoted there. Um. I'm not sure what they want. Apparently, <laughs> this deal has been talked about for six days, mm-hmm. and which also goes against like conventional trading patterns. Usually, you have communication for months, mm-hmm. and if you're trading a guy like Blake Griffin, who has been such a cornerstone for your franchise, six days. Yeah. I, I think this has been. I think they've been. Maybe maybe not the Pistons for six months, but I think they've been taking calls and talking to people for much longer than six days. The Clippers have, you mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I would, would hope I mean, so. Right. And in regards to DeAndre, and, and I mean, look, they want out of that contract because he's going to opt in. The free agent market is slim. He knows that. He knows that he's not going to go out this year and get a max deal or anything close to it. So he might as well opt into what twenty was it twenty four million? Yeah, twenty four point one, I believe. Twenty okay, twenty one twenty four point one, and then hit the free agent market next year, where money might be a little bit more available. Mm-hmm. It just makes sense; it's common business. So, uh, I, I I'm just glad that they kind of picked a, a path, sort yeah. of. Uh, I mean, not, like you just said, they were trying to compete while rebuilding, but. They're really not. They're blowing it up and trying to be professional about it. Like, yeah. I mean, if they get offers in for DeAndre or for Lou Williams that include a pick, they're going to be like, yeah, yes, please. <laughs> of right. course. We'll say right. it immediately. Yeah. I mean, Lou, it, they've been long rumored to want a first-round pick for, and the fact that right. he's been playing so well in the past He's first-round pick fodder. 
Remember? Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Again. Yeah, because it right. That's true. He got the the Lakers got a first round for him yeah. last year. He had a year and a half left on his deal, so it's a slightly different scenario this time. But he's playing better this year than he was last year. So was that the one that turned into Kyle Kuzma? By the way, I believe so. Or no, where it might have been the one that. No, I think uh, the one no. that t- no, that was the one they yeah. got from Brooklyn, I believe. Yeah, okay, so traded by the Los Angeles Lakers to the Houston Rockets for Corey Brewer and the 2017 first-round draft league. Tony Bradley was later selected. Oh, okay. And he was, yeah, he was traded. All right. Yeah, okay. That would have been sweet, though. Yeah, well, I mean, they did, <laughs> they did ultimately trade for Kuzma, just in a different That's deal. true. Uh, right. But, yeah, I mean, now you have to wonder... I mean, DeAndre Jordan's been linked to the Cavs, to the Bucks that we've mm. talked about before. I think if the Cavs included that Brooklyn pick, that deal's done tomorrow. But oh, even it's if not, done right now. Yeah, right. Well, the league office is closed now. More, it has oh, to yeah, go. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But yes, it would be done very quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, I, I like. I'm with you. I like that the Clippers chose a path. I feel like. Mm. They were going to be forced to this summer either way, given the DeAndre situation. And I forget who reported it. It was Shams, right, a couple of weeks ago, who said that the Clippers were in extension talks with Lou Williams. Yeah. My and team all of us were like, what? Yeah. why? Like, what are you doing? You are you lost Chris Paul. It was the end of the Big Three era. Mm. It's time to move on. So I, I like the I – don't, I don't totally hate this deal from the Clippers' side. Like, it, it, No, me neither. It was the shock value at first definitely makes it seem like that's all you got for Blake Griffin, but it's not a that's all you got for Blake Griffin. It's you got out of paying Blake Griffin $39 million in his age 32, 33 season. Yeah. What I'm nervous about, though, if I'm L.A., is Avery Bradley certainly suddenly becoming like Boston Celtics, uh, the the Boston Celtics version of himself again. Because that would hurt their own draft pick. Mm, yeah, that's the thing with me. Like, because when he's on, and he's like, he's really good. He's one of the best shooting guards out there. Right, but he's been he, awful this year. He's been awful, but I wonder if it's because he he didn't feed off of Isaiah Thomas or another high scoring guard. Mm-hmm. Now he's coming to L.A. where Lou Williams is. Mm. So here's <laughs> a guy. Right, at least for the next week. Oh, right, right. Like, I think Lou should probably be an easier trade than DeAndre. Yeah. Because oh, of the absolutely. smaller contract. Yeah, right. So that's that's a fair point. He's he's obviously going. Okay, so if Lou goes, then, yeah, he's probably going to, you know, Avery Bradley is probably going to keep sucking. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, the Clippers are so depleted in their backcourt right now. Patrick Beverly's out for the year. Austin Rivers is still hurt. Like, mm. he's going to have the opportunity to come in and play oh, huge yeah. minutes. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it's always tough for these midseason acquisitions to really, like, catch fire right away. So, it, you know, he might struggle, and that right. just might, it might be the worst way to have your contract year and enter your free agency. But mm. there is a chance that, yeah, as you said, he starts looking like the Boston version of himself, and maybe would hurt right? their draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm kind of wondering is now now that his Clippers tenure has ended why did Bryce Johnson never really get a shot because like Doc he Rivers was, huh Doc Rivers yeah 
I think so. Like he was just... awesome at UNC that last year. Like in his senior season, he led the NCAA in PER. He had like a thirty-three point something PER in college. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's damn good. That's yeah. a guy who can produce. So I kind of think maybe Detroit snuck in something good there. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not I, sure. I'm not gonna go all Donovan Mitchell on it, but <laughs> right. I mean, I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised to see Bryce suddenly get a little bit more minutes, and then you, you, when you box score surf, you kind of see him sticking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. That said, Stan Van Gundy also tends to have a very short leash for young players, so he may just be. He may. Oh, well, he's from, 23. Still pretty young. Like look yeah. at Stanley Johnson. Uh, well, he was he came in after his freshman season, right? I believe so. Right, but Bryce this is in the second year and came off like a full four year tenure at yeah. UNC. So I think maybe, maybe we'll see. It, it's, oh, it's definitely possible. I'm not ruling yeah. out the possibility. It would be very interesting. Easter is coming up, and I just can't wait to have the whole family in one place. And of course, what's Easter without an awesome Easter brunch? Now, I don't know about your family, but mine is a little picky, and I really wanted to impress them with something delicious. A friend told me I should check out Total Wine and More. It was crazy. They must have every wine and beer imaginable. I told one of their friendly experts my situation, and they found me just the thing. This sparkling wine is going to be absolutely perfect for brunch, even with my picky family. I know next time I need something, I'm shopping at Total Wine and more welcome to total wine and more it's much more than a wine store it's the eighth wonder of the world when people talk about total wine and more they get a little carried away we're just a big friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer see we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere and friendly helpful experts at every turn you know what maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world Shop in store or online at TotalWine.com. Do you want to talk about the Detroit side or do you have more thoughts about the Clippers? Man, I want to talk about Blake and Andre, yeah, Andre Drummond going. Yeah. See, I, I have to you know, get used to saying Blake and Andre and not <laughs> right. Blake and DeAndre. DeAndre. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this is going to be like when you call your wife something weird in bed because at some point Blake <laughs> is definitely going to call Andre DeAndre and it's going to be awkward. Yeah. It's going to happen. Okay, but both guys are now playmakers, which is right. weird to say because just a year ago or just 6 months ago, that was not a word we would attach to Drummond at all. Right. But both are are really good playmakers, so you can they can kind of set each other up, but I want Blake to sort of be this guy who gets the ball in his hands a lot more and makes plays mm-hmm. for others, in particular Drummond, because when I'm looking at Andre Drummond and I'm seeing this 14.7 points a game, I'm just going, no, that should that should be higher. You need to have, you need to have someone else like pick it up for him, like you know, assist him, get him going offensively, give him some alley oops or collapse something and. With with Blake being able to now shoot the three ball, I think teams would allow him to get more space to dribble. Mm-hmm. Like they would have to close out on him pretty hard because he's not getting that shot just wide open anymore. People are contesting it. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. If I think the fact that they've struggled so much 
with Reggie Jackson hurt probably mm. led them to, you know, I, I figured they were going to try to upgrade somehow at the trade deadline and ideally bring in, I thought, probably a point guard, but I guess a playmaker of any sort will do and getting Apparently. a guy like Blake. Like, now the Clippers have one of the better passing front courts in the league. Mm-hmm. Or the, sorry, the Pistons have one of the yeah, that's right. That's gonna be the weird one to say. Blake Griffin is not a Clipper anymore, but yeah, I mean, maybe while you know it, it doesn't sound like Jackson is all that close to returning. He may be still a couple weeks away. So yeah, the Pistons probably see their their playoff seating uh, slipping before their eyes. There are three games behind the Philadelphia Sixers for the uh, last spot in the East right now. So they probably figured, you know, they're on an eight-game losing streak. If they slipped any further, the season might be past the point of no return. So mm-hmm. it's kind of now or never. Um, right. I mean, I, I I like the move conceptually. in term, Like, I like the idea of a Blake-Drummond pairing somewhat. But I have the same concerns that I did with DeAndre Jordan and Blake, but not to the yeah. same degree because Drummond is now that he's a better playmaker, uh, he at least has that over DeAndre Jordan. But you're still paying two guys on mammoth max deals. You're very cap restricted moving forward <clears throat> if you're the Pistons. Mm. Seems everyone is going the Pelicans' way now, huh? The two bigs. The two bigs. Yeah. Well. We'll, we'll talk about the Pelicans in our next episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, here's the thing, though. There's a silver lining also to trading, well, obviously not having Avery Bradley on the roster anymore is, is good enough for for Pistons fans. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, a lot of a lot of Pistons fans were not happy with Bradley, which is understandable. He's been bad this year. I, I think it's the outlier, I so I'm I not going to sit here. Yeah, right. But, like, but who do they it, replace him with? Luke Kennard, man. Mm, I get. Do you think he's ready to play major yeah. minutes for a potential playoff yeah, team? I, th- I think he is. He looks good. Mm. He was one of the best pick and roll players coming out of Duke. Yeah. So he's he's capable with the ball in his hands. He's shooting forty three percent from downtown so far. So yeah. he can stroke it. Teams respect his J. I kind of like that mix up a little bit. I know giving him the ball in the hands a little bit more. Duncan Smith of the Athletic and of a, yeah. a Beatball Breakdown has been tweeting. You know, he, he's one of the tweet stormers out there, uh, and he always <laughs> tweets the on-off splits with Avery Bradley and with Luke Kennard. And Kennards were far better. Oh which, yeah. You know, part of it is probably Bradley is playing with the starters. The starters have struggled since Jackson went down. Kennard was feasting on backups. I agree. He's probably the guy who slides into the starting lineup. But you know, they that's a significant loss of wing depth for mm. the Pistons. Like they, they did not, they got three big men back. They did yeah. not get, you know, they, they lost an Avery, they were starting two guard and did not get anyone back to replace him. So you've got a trade maybe. I guess so. I mean, or I mean, Reggie Bullock's been okay this year. He Stanley has. Johnson. We mentioned him earlier. You know, he, He's spent most of his three years in the NBA in Stan Van Gundy's doghouse. Mm-hmm. Langston Galloway, I guess. But there isn't a clear... I, I, I mean, I guess you're right. Kennard's probably the clear-cut 
option to start in Bradley's place. Yeah. But I'm wondering if they can survive. You know, they lost two starters now. And mm. the Griffin replaces one of them. But is is the upgrade... Is Griffin enough of an upgrade to re- have no drop-off from losing Bradley? Even though Bradley's... Well, that's been, the hope. Like, yeah. they, they did a Kyrie thing here. Yeah. Sort of. Right. Where they just kind of put a guy in there going, you know what? In this system, he can do a lot more. That's mm-hmm. at least... That's what I assume their thinking is. Because why why bother otherwise <laughs> right well no but like that's not that's not to crab on blake but like he's a good player mm-hmm. obviously and and when he's at his best he's an all-star caliber but at his current production and with that contract like you would have to hope for something more yeah i i mean this this trade makes me more nervous strangely for the pistons than it does for the clippers and it might just be, I learned my lesson from this summer, where all of these teams traded big name stars. You know, like mm. Chicago traded Jimmy Butler, Indiana traded Paul George, and we we looked at the returns at the time, and they all looked underwhelming, and we all said, "That's all you got." And now, yeah. seven months later, it's like, "Oh, okay." You know, the, right. the Chicago trade, both sides, I think you can say, have done well. And mm-hmm. the same with the Indiana trade, but it, I don't think this is a you know a lopsided like what the hell are you doing Clippers trade, and it, in the same vein, I think I can understand why the Pistons did this, especially with Stan Van Gundy. You know he they entered the season with playoff expectations. He might be fighting for. I don't think they would fire him as both the head coach and in charge of personnel, but like he might be fighting for that personnel control right now. Like mm. if he can, if that team continues to struggle, they might decide you can't do both roles. You need to just focus on head coaching. We'll bring in someone else to take care of the day to day operations. Yeah. So this that might have been right. his last gasp or like his last hurrah, and it's a big one, but. You know, I I could very easily see the set of circumstances where this backfires and the Pistons are stuck in just absolute purgatory. I keep thinking back to the movie Draft Day with Kevin Costner, (laughs) where the owner is standing there going, we need a splash. We just need a splash. This was a splash. This was like a last-ditch splash. I'm, yeah... Like, I'm always more inclined when making a splash to go in a different direction and getting a guy who's just that expensive. Mm -hmm. But at least Blake right now is young enough still, at least for the time being, to be a potential superstar again. Yeah. So you're you're buying this off of hope, which is always frightening and not (laughs) always the best thing to do. But there's always the possibility of it actually panning out. And if it does, he's going to look like a genius and he can write his own check again. Yeah. Do you, so do you think long term? do you think this move, like, I think short term, you could argue this move helps the Pistons. They're probably going to be, you know, at least if they don't push the Sixers out of the playoffs, they're going to, they're going to snap this eight game losing streak sooner than later. They're going to be, yeah, they're they're going to be better. Yeah. Long term, 
How do you feel about the Pistons now? Well, I'm kind of nervous because they traded their best long-range shooter. <laughs> Actually, they're potentially two best. Oh, no, because Kennard and... Yeah, okay, but Avery Bradley wasn't a bad three-point shooter for him, though. Right. So, the spacing issue is something they'll have to fix, and if they don't, which it seems to me like spacing has been an issue in Detroit for, what, years? Years and years. Yeah. Yeah, for so many years. So, if they don't fix that, it's just whatever. I mean, that then they're just going to stay where they're at, maybe just plus five games in the win column, but that's about it. Like, they will have a clear ceiling. Um, but to round Blake and Andre and Reggie Jackson's w- with the right kind of shooters, and who knows? I kind of like what that team could become. Yeah. But you, but you, it's all about who you put around these guys. Right. And that's something that Stan has not shown so far, like the ability to put the right players around guys. Like, he did it once in Orlando with Dwight, and they made the finals. Mm-hmm. And then... That's about it, really. Like, he did not... He's, he hasn't succeeded in doing it with Drummond once. Right. I mean, and he's not... You know, in all likelihood, that draft pick is going this year. It's only protected one through four. Even if, Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, like, even if the Pistons struggle with Blake in the lineup, or even if Blake gets hurt, like, they're not going to fall so far unless they, you know, are... If they miss Get the, the playoffs. Top three. Yeah, yeah, and, like, just totally luck out. Maybe, but... You have to assume that pick is going. So they're not going to have their first-round pick to improve. I believe right. they're going to be way over the salary cap, so they're only going to have the mid-level exception at their disposal. So mm. they don't really have viable means to upgrade now. Like they, yeah. They're basically locked into this roster of Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, mm. and what you know what else they have right now i like Kennard, yeah they're, they're gonna have to trade yeah but who do they have to trade right right stanley johnson i guess but that's that his value is just not that big and if you're trading stanley johnson you're either acknowledging i mean it, you could just be saying you know what we don't we missed we missed with that pick a couple of years ago we don't mm. think he's gonna turn into the player that we thought he would Right. But you're also running the risk of, like, if this Blake Griffin experiment goes up in flames, Stanley Johnson, in theory, could be one of your younger cornerstones moving forward. But I guess you're not going to have the money for him, so... Well, here's the thing, though. Like, you love Stanley Johnson. I see the intrigue. Mm -hmm. I get that. But we're still talking about a guy who is yet to crack 38% from the field. In three seasons. I mean, I get that there are coaching issues here. Him not getting a a quote-unquote, you know, earned, you know, a spot, a a steady spot to develop. But let's not lose sight of the fact that he's averaged almost 22 minutes a game for his career. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not as if he's getting like eight or nine minutes a game. He's been given chances and he hasn't been able to convert at least offensively like it's the defensive potential that's intriguing right but if you move him now like at the deadline to acquire more shooting yeah you you risk him becoming something else outside of detroit that's always Mm -hmm. that's a risk you got to take i think if you go for it now with blake which you are Mm -hmm. because 
are we absolutely certain Stanley's going to be good? No, absolutely not. We you you're gambling on it, but right. You're I mean, I guess the problem for the Pistons is that even if he turns his career around, he'll mm. be a restricted free agent not this summer but next summer. Yeah. And again, you've got you know what, 60 plus million dollars committed to Blake and Drummond alone. Right. And then Reggie Jackson's about, you know, a little less than 20. That's mm. 80-ish percent of your cap for three players. You're either going to yeah. go way into the luxury tax to re-sign Stanley Johnson. You, you know, I don't think he's going to get a max deal by any means, but he could get something like what Robert Covington did or even less, but, you know, somewhere in oh, the ballpark. definitely less. Yeah. yeah, but somewhere in the ballpark of like six to eight million a year. That's you know, like mm. this. This just puts them in such a precarious cap situation. It you know it goes back to just our general reservations about the head coach GM dual role because like you know I think Stan Van Gundy's feeling the pressure to make the playoffs. So oh, yeah. this is a move. This is a win now move, but at what cost? Like, it's I, a good question. I don't see how the Pistons improve from here. Unless, you're right. I mean, I think a Stanley Johnson trade is the next logical step. But It would have to be almost, right? Maybe even followed up by Henry Ellenson? Yeah, oh man. And then you're just, you're selling the farm at that point. Yeah, but like, if you're not going to play him, well, okay, so Stanley Johnson got a chance. Mm. But like, Henry Ellenson has not been given a chance at all. He's 21 now. Right. Like, I mean some point you got to give these kids the time to, to, to shine to see what they got but if you don't then you might as well trade them while they have i suspect some potential left in in the eyes of other teams like mm-hmm. I, i'm not sure maybe teams look at henry ellison and go you know what i'm not gonna pay more than the second rounder for this guy because he hasn't seen the court in two years and we don't know what he is mm-hmm. and honestly i couldn't blame them for it because if you lack that sort of data like you'd be gambling yourself but mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. The follow-up move is is tricky, especially because of the, as you mentioned, the the financial restraints. And yeah, I mean, like, so you've got I mentioned earlier, Blake Griffin, Drummond are making sixty-ish yeah. million dollars. Jackson again, you know, north of north of fifteen, less than twenty. You also have John Luer at about ten million a year. Oh yeah, that's a killer. Yeah. You have Langston Galloway at about seven million a year. Ish Smith mm. at six million a year through next year. They're still paying Josh Smith five million dollars a year through twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. See, this is why I'm against the whole Luol Dang thing. The whole like wave and stretch him. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, like extend his contract and stretch. Yeah, him. Ex- ex- extend and yeah. and wave. Yeah. Yeah. It's I. I just don't see where the Pistons go from here. Yeah, you see, fight. you see them be capped now. Yeah, I just think yeah. they're stuck. I think, like, yeah. I don't know who's giving you anything for John Luer on ten million dollars a year. No, you're right. You're right. It's it's interesting. I I think again, it's it's Blake Griffin though. You know, if if that guy needed a change of scenery, which I also think he did. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. I, I mean, he. The whole intrigue and or not intrigue, but all the drama surrounding yeah. L.A. and you know him getting to like a blue collar city, mm-hmm. it might actually work out. What if he just completely owns from here on out? Like he just goes, 
you know what? I needed this, and I'm going to be the 25-10-5 guy that I can all, I always wanted to be. Yeah. it's to- I mean, we saw it with DeMarcus Cousins in New Orleans. Yeah. like, And he turned into literally a 25-10-5 guy this year. Yeah, to Blake's credit, he now has three point range. He's you know not mm. shooting particularly well, but he took almost six threes a game, and with the Clippers, I mean, he's averaging about twenty three eight and five this year. Yep, I, it's really. I mean, I I have no reservations about the short term fit of this. It's just I'm looking a couple years down the road and I'm wondering where oh, they yeah. go. But yeah, for now I'm super excited. Like I think it's going to be really fun to watch. Pistons games, which it hasn't been since early this season. You finally get someone who can dunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So any final thoughts from either side on this trade, Mort? Just that trade deadline is probably going to be a little bit boring now because this was, I I would argue this is probably the biggest trade. I I would be a little bit surprised. I I mean, this one came out of so this this one came so far out of left field that yeah. you're probably right. I mean, you're not going to get another, you know, player of Blake Griffin's caliber traded. Uh, that said, I, it sounds like the Clippers are very willing, if not, mm. you know, planning on trading Lou Williams and DeAndre Jordan. So especially if Jordan goes, that's another big name to move at the deadline. Like I wrote a thing for Fansided last week where I wrote about 20 players who might get traded and Blake Griffin was not included because he wasn't popping up in any rumors. So yeah, it's always possible. You know, Woj said, and you, you mentioned earlier, this trade came like started coming to fruition six days ago. We're That's about true. a week and a half from the deadline. So there's still a lot of time, but yeah, this is, this is probably yeah. the biggest name to be moved, but I, I kind of yeah, name, right. I, I wonder if this like, kind of opens the floodgates and now teams are like oh shit all right <laughs> bye kemba <laughs> yeah right i mean yeah well, that's it, that's right it'll, it, they're especially in our next episode we'll talk about all of the bad injury news that we got over the weekend but uh-huh. you know there are now at least two teams that are probably going to be buyers on the trade market they may not have been planning on doing so before mm. god so, damn it yeah yeah so we'll be back. Uh, we're we're going to record another episode tomorrow discussing all of the bad injury news, DeMarcus Cousins, Andre Roberson, et cetera. But in 17 hours, Brian. Yeah, it was brutal. It was it was totally brutal. So yeah. uh, at least we had a fun trade to shake up our Monday night. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for those who tuned into our emergency pod. Please follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our bios in our Twitter handle or our Twitter handles in our bio. Second time, uh, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes. So please subscribe, download, leave some five star reviews. We would love any feedback. And we're being hosted on FanRag Sports. So check them out on Twitter at FanRag Sports and for their NBA content at FRS Hoops with a Z. Joining me as always was my very sleepy co-host, Morton Jensen. Mort, thank you for joining at 2 a.m. your time. Please go get some sleep. Rest up for tomorrow. I appreciate it. It's almost 3 now. So (laughs) 
That's what I meant by the 17 hours. We'll talk in 17 hours. <laughs> I just need good. to go sleep first and do a whole bunch of things first. Yeah, yeah go my... adult. Go adult. Yeah. We'll talk tomorrow. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to my son waking me up at 6, which is three hours away. This is oh, great. God. <laughs> Godspeed, my friend. Take care, man. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. Da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, da -dum, dang, dang. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Da -dum, da -dum, Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Total Wine and More. It's much more than a wine store. It's the eighth wonder of the world. When people talk about Total Wine and More, they get a little carried away. We're just a big, friendly place run by people with a passion for wine and beer. See, we travel the world to find the best wines from the best regions, and we sell them at the lowest prices anywhere. And friendly, helpful experts at every turn. You know what? Maybe we are the eighth wonder of the world. Shop in-store or online at TotalWine.com. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just $2, $4, $6, $6, $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.